Welcome in to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Bubble. Uh, with me once again is 411, Steve Cook. And uh, we are back here, Steve, with absolutely nothing to talk about in the world of professional wrestling. There, there's been nothing going on since we last recorded a podcast. Absolutely nothing going on in the world of pro wrestling. You know, this is why I stopped doing wrestling news columns there for a month or so, because there was just nothing going on. <laughs> and it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, because all of a sudden last week I, I read some things online, and I wasn't sure to believe them because, you know, Blake, you can't believe everything you read online. <laughs> no. No. You cannot believe everything you read on the internet, if you will. And I heard some names from back in the day. I wasn't sure what to think because, man, some good old stars from Ring of Honor. Remember those Ring of Honor guys, CM Punk, yeah. Brian Danielson? They're popping up again. They weren't bad. And it's him in a while. And it's him in a while. Where, where, where have they been? <laughs> Apparently waiting for the right moment because uh, they did. They set the uh, wrestling internet uh, community just into a complete frenzy this past week uh, with everything coming out. Depending on, like you said, you can't believe every single thing you read. But, I mean, I'm of the opinion that at some point when you have this stuff come out, if I am AEW, you look at this as sort of one of those things where if I know this isn't a possibility, yes, you'll you'll take the buzz from it. But it's like I would be shutting this down quickly because now you've had, like you said, like we've been doing this for a week now. Like this is just building and building and building and like ticket sales are going up and all this other stuff. And the most noble thing is that CM Punk is not, because CM Punk yeah. always shoots these things down. Right. Always. Anytime, it seems like anytime somebody announces a surprise on television, CM Punk be right out there say, isn't me. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. No. He's like out there like shaggy, like, isn't me. Well, he's, he's playing time. it up. Yeah, like he's actually playing it up. <laughs> like on his, what was it, Instagram, I think, like he did the, um, was it the uh, the Chicago Bulls, the, the Alan yes, Parsons serious. project? Yes. Yeah, like it's just like. Yes, I mean, <laughs> at that point, like, I mean, if we look at it from a logistical standpoint, right? If we're talking about CM Punk going to AEW, uh, and we'll get to Brian in a second, because I think there's a lot that goes into There's a lot to unpack with both right? guys. A lot. Um, but if you're going to do this, obviously, the time to do it was not during the pandemic when you've had very few people in the crowd. The time no. to do it was knowing that you're about to run all out in about a month in a couple of weeks, a month and a half, maybe, I guess, at this point, um, in Chicago. And so, Chicago. like, that's why I think at this point, like, had this come out, I don't know, in March, I would have been more like, eh, okay. But it's like now with everything, and, and you know, we always do this with any reports. I and mean, we're not just talking CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, but, like, we try to connect the dots. Like, we become sleuths, all of us. Like, we are amateur sleuths trying to figure out, okay, what, what do I need to read into? Is there a word? Is there, like, an action? Is there something that we can read into to say, whoops, there it is. That's what's telling us what's going to happen. With this, I just feel like it's, like I said, I, I get if maybe on one hand AEW's like, all right, we'll take all the attention, but this is where, if this isn't happening, like, you set yourself up for the ultimate letdown, and I don't think you want to go there. So, so to me, absolutely, because they have not denied any of this, and Tony Khan, as we know, Steve, very active on Twitter. He's not afraid to come out and say stuff. <laughs> yes. So because he hasn't said anything, I, I don't know. I just I think there's there's legs to this, and now I think it's just a matter of seeing how everything unfolds. See, that's a popular conspiracy theory. That's I, I like the theory honestly. I've heard the theory from a couple people, and I like the theory that somebody from WWE leaked this out. <laughs> that 
somebody from WWE told these folks that, oh, well, CM Punk's going to be in AEW on this date, you know, Brian Danielson on this date. Because if it doesn't happen, if CM Punk does not show up at All Out, if, you know, if Brian doesn't show up at, in Arthur Ashe Stadium, AEW looks like jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it look yeah. bad because we're all expecting them to be there. And when they're not, it's like, oh, my God, these mother... Uh, once again, they fail to deliver on surprise. Oh, my God. So, yeah, well, uh, it's I, crazy. I, I'm with you on that because just think about the setting. Like, in your mind, imagine... We've been talking like, and we're like, you know, we are doing this podcast here several days after all this has gone down. There have been probably hundreds of podcasts and hundreds of people like doing this on various platforms now talking about these rumors and it is everywhere. Um, and like to think, put yourself at all out and it's getting to the main event or whatever. I mean, you know, I don't, I assume my guess is surely we're going to get Hangman and Omega, like for the title. and That's going to be a main event, yeah. Right, and you assume that's the situation. I would. Man, I, mean, I feel bad for Hangman, actually. See, and that's what I was going to say, now right? I feel like... bad for Hangman in this scenario because let's be, oh my gosh, because we all know, we all know that it's going to be best for this particular situation yeah. to have Kenny Omega as the AEW World Champion because we all know, especially, and I know... PWG fans, you'll tell me that, and I've seen the match between Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, but that's before he yeah. was Kenny, by God, <laughs> Omega. So calm your nuts down, okay? Yeah. That's a different animal, my friends. <laughs> well, and it's like, I guess it's like, it's how do you do it, right? If, 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 all right, let's stay on the punk thing for a second. Like, if it, if punk is going to show up at All Out, and you know you're doing that championship match with Omega and Hangman, that has to main event yeah. the show. It's like, I don't know, if you, let's see, if you have Hangman win, which like you said, in that situation, if you're going to bring Punk back, I don't know what Which they I mean. wish you would. I wish, oh my gosh, well, I, I wish you would have. I know. Because I'm a big Hangman Page guy. This feud okay. is like, it's hot. Like we say hot, like it's hot. Like this thing yeah. is, like he's blowing the roof off of places People right told now. me Hangman wasn't over. He's over. He's over now. Like that's Every, we, <laughs> every crowd they go to, he is over. Yes, completely over. But, but that's where I'm like, okay. If you're going to do that as the main event, and let's say you're going to do the title switch where Hangman wins, I almost think it's like you have to do the punk thing like to start the show or something, which I know is is a, a different tactic because you but, – but I also think it's like pay-per-view, right? Like you're getting people's money. Why not just give it to yeah, them? It it's not matter. like they're – It, it really does matter where you put it on the show. Yeah, so I think you almost like – you have to do it early because otherwise you don't want that following Hangman's big win unless – unless, Steve, I have a theory – there's no way that they're possibly, you know, they, they can't play up any sort of CM Punk's not never going to be a heel. I think at this point in his career, but like, if you're I gonna, mean, he, oh, can he, like, can he be. do that? You think at this point, I, if one guy has the potential to make himself a heel at CM Punk, yeah, I guess that's let's true. Be honest. Yeah. I mean, if the guy can do it. If he wants, if he wants to do it, he can do it. I suppose you're right. He can make the people hate him. I have no doubt, you know, with all due respect to CM Punk, I mean, that, that guy is easy to dislike if you're inclined <laughs> to dislike him. And it's kind of weird because I I was a kind of, I was the guy who back in the day, back when Punk was when ROH, I didn't like him too much. Yeah. But once he got to WWE, once he worked his way up the once he worked his way up, I couldn't deny it. Like, man, yeah. this guy's good. So I'm a fan now. And then people turn on him after he left because, oh my God, how dare you leave WWE? And I'm like, well, he had his reasons. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to listen to him, but he had his reasons. Yeah. And then people clown on him, him getting knocked down UFC, and that's a whole thing. But no, I, 
I like the guy now. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird because I'm probably the opposite of a lot of the IWC guys out there who liked him back in the day and don't like him now. But I didn't like him back in the day, and I like him now. How about that? Well, that's uh, listen, that's the credit to him, right, for what he's um, done. But I, yeah. here's what I think. Tell me what you think about this scenario. So, again, we're if we assume this all comes together on the punk front, and he's going to have to show up at All Out. At this point, there's no question about it because ticket sales are going up, like all this other stuff. Um, there, there's no way, like we said, there's no bait and switch. Like AEW cannot pull a bait and switch or they're going to be just completely roasted. They'll be roasted worse <laughs> than they were for the exploding ring. Yes. That would be, that'll make the exploding ring look like, you uh, know, nothing. Yeah, that, that was absolutely. Uh, and there's no saying. Which Kenny, it was, but you know. And you can't blame Kenny Omega for this one. Like, it's not his fault um, when he made the drawing. Like, you're not going to be able to use Unless that Kenny excuse. Kenny Omega was the guy who didn't get punked the sign. Yes. I don't think you're going to say. Kenny Omega walked up pissing his Cheerios or something. I don't know. <laughs> Kenny Omega's still CM Punk's plane ticket, so he could yeah, not Jim, make Jim it. Jim Cornette probably come up with something for you there. Maybe Kenny yeah. Omega. Maybe CM Punk uh, saw Kenny Omega on YouTube wrestling a Reho or a Blow Up Doll or something. <laughs> I, you know, ask Jim Cornette. He'll come up with an excuse oh, for it. Oh, boy. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but but let's say, here's what I think scenario-wise. I, I think this is probably, because like I said, I, I don't love the idea, if you're going to bring him in, I don't love him overshadowing the hangman thing. If, again, there is no, a title change. If. But if there's not a title change, it's obvious. Like, you, Omega yeah. wins, you bring Punk out, you're set. But if you're going to have hangman win, I think the best way probably to do it is maybe, like, on the, the buy-in, I'm not saying you bring Punk out, but maybe you start to tease something a little bit. Like, you sort of do that, and then let's say he opens the show. Then I think immediately, if you open the show with Punk and you see all these people that, I mean, AEW fans, we're, we're like, people are going to buy the pay per view if they want to buy the pay per view. But yeah. let's say right off the bat, five minutes in, you know Punk is there. Well, that's going to lead to a lot more people all of a sudden buying the pay per view. And they're like, well, maybe even all though I. happened on BR Live. Yeah, right? Like, it's. So I think that's maybe the way to do it because, again, I just don't. And I, I'm not saying this like as a uh, we know like the com we've had this discussion before. Everybody's talked about the AW roster and bringing in all these guys and um and the roster's huge. We get it, but this is not a situation where like you're going to turn down bringing in CM Punk or Oh, good lord! Yeah, I mean there's <laughs> no excuse, you know. And as much as I love Colt Cabana, I'm a big Colt guy. I don't. Do we know what the situation is with Punk and Colt right now? Do we know what that situation? You know, has there been any updates since Colt, the lawsuit and all that stuff that went down? On the podcast, Colt has not really ever. I don't think he's really mentioned him by name. He's just kind of mentioned, you know, the situation uh, and just really in passing. I don't think it's been anything mm. that he's just completely wanted to discuss. So that that is an interesting dynamic. And I like Colt. And I, <laughs> I do too. Yeah. At the same time, I don't think that's a deal breaker for AEW. I know. I know how Colt would feel about it, but. At the same time, it's money. Yeah. That is money you can't turn down. And I would be remiss if I didn't point out that there would be an obvious uh, issue between the Hangman and Page and CM Punk. <laughs> a pretty obvious one, am I right? There, there would be an issue between those two men uh, that we've we've seen in the past in ROH and TNA and WWE and everywhere else. Yeah, so that, that's, an easy, that's an easy feud to book. I think the punk one, like I said, I feel like it's just sort of it, it has to be at this point. Like you just feel like it, it has to be they have to come up with something that's going to because if we compare the two, right? Let's say CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Like I don't like what does C, what does CM Punk's schedule look like? Like do you see him coming back and just 
like every week with this guy's there rest like i'm not saying he wrestles a match every week because i think aw's done a good job of not having everyone wrestle every single week because they have the roster yeah, there's only so much about. time here yeah um so I, I'm, I'm just i'm just curious because I, that's the that's the difference right between punk and brian is that punk has been off since what 2013 is that right? Uh, 14. 14. The, the Royal Rumble right. 2014 would have been his last wrestling appearance. And to answer that question, and I know I've seen some people out there wondering how motivated Punk would be. At uh, one time, CM Punk was, he was obs- as obsessed with wrestling as anybody. Yeah. Any of us, you know, more than any of us, to be honest with you, because the guy got in the ring, let's be honest. Yeah. He got, got in the ring, did stuff. And then he got, he fell out of love with it. You know, WWE, it does that to people. We've seen it. Where people get, I mean, Jim, to go back to Jim Cornette, all those OVW guys he brought up that were in love with wrestling, they went to WWE and it's like, oh my God. And they're all out of business now. Because WWE made them hate wrestling and CM Punk was kind of in that boat. Yeah, I think I do think that Punk is the kind of guy that wants to have a uh, a legacy. I think. Then he seems like the kind of guy. Me wants yeah. to have a legacy. Wants to be remembered as a great professional wrestler, and I think that this might be like you know like the first dance slash last right. dance. Yeah, this might be his last run to really make a mark for himself. And I think I think he'll be motivated. I think he'd be ready to go, and I don't. Th- I don't think he would sign on dotted line unless he was ready. I don't think he's out there to just to take the money. I think if I think if he signs to AEW, he wants to go and t- to make a new impact for himself and become one of the greatest wrestlers. You know, all that stuff. Well, he's ready to go. I mean, he's got the roster to do it, as we've talked about before. Like it's just their their roster is just loaded. Um, there's just there's so many people you can see him working with and and that's yeah. where like, anybody yeah much. and like that's where the Daniel Bryan like if we transition to Daniel Bryan before we transition before we transition to Daniel Bryan we have to we have to address the elephant in the room what song does he come out to uh, that's exactly I was gonna ask you that like, <laughs> that's the question is I mean you know I don't know what I want him to come out to because I think that's a bigger thing there are it's a like, lot of great choices. I, the cult of the person, good taste and interest music. Yeah, like the honest. cult of personality one. I'm, I don't know if it's like I think I love that. Like I, I love the song before he started coming yeah. out to it, right? But it's like, does that? I feel like it's. I don't know if it's going to be that because I, I just think it's going to have to be probably something. But I don't know. Like it would fit, right? It's like he makes his comeback, yeah. and it's like that song would, it would fit perfectly. Fit. I mean, it would fit. <laughs> and then there's the argument for. Uh, you know, back in the day, he came out to the AFI. Yes, yep. That would be a great, a great nod to the past. Yeah. But then, you know, he he posts the Bulls theme, yeah. and that would be a great choice too. Three great songs there. Come on now. Maybe oh. they lead in with the the Bulls theme, and then like it's one of those two for the actual mm. the AFI or the Cult of Personality. Like I feel like it's again I I mean look, it's not a bad choice no and Tony Khan as we said before they, unless they give him some generic stock music <laughs> there's no way they're doing that <laughs> if I'm seeing Punk and I'm coming back and signing this contract I'm like okay yeah he's you, not coming out some generic stock music you, you have bought themes for let's see Moxley Jungle Boy um, Orange who else Cassidy. Orange Cassidy <laughs> <laughs> like, come on Tony Khan you've got the money yeah, like, just go pay for right. the 
you know, whatever in perpetuity, Who's just, just yeah. get it. Um, so we know I, living color is followed AEW. So yes. I think that, uh, that's probably most likely option. I, I will see. I would, I, I, it doesn't matter. I would lose it either way. There's so. not a bad choice. I mean, <laughs> no. living color, you know, I remember during the, uh, the summer of punk back in our, Oh my God. Oh, yeah. those were the days, my friend. Yeah. Those were the days. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of summer of punk, um, we talk about summer of punk too, when he, uh, you know, speaking of John Cena, there's another noteworthy yes. uh, return. But the summer of Cena. Here's my and I. This is we're not we're not going on a path here of just WWE bashing. But I that is one thing I always think back to. I will tell you, like it is ten years later now, and I still think about what they did after CM Punk won the title, and I just think what a missed opportunity because he went right into like he came back. What was it like two weeks later? Oh, God, they went yeah, to Triple came, H. Yeah. They went to Nash. Like I'm just like. <laughs> Alberto Del Rio did a cash in. It was a debacle. I still think of that match that they had. It's like the it's bank, like they booked it's... that thing to fail. Well, they did, and <laughs> I, that's and. But look, that ties into what you said earlier, right? About if CM, like if you could understand why this guy eventually had enough, and maybe you know, yeah. th- that's one of. I fell out of, out of love with wrestling. That's what happened. But if that you kind. right, and if we go back to that in 2011, and then you think like right now, if let's say AEW had this exact same scenario. And they were put in this situation to where they had to run the exact same angle and all they've that. Had a, uh, they've had Andrade, <laughs> like, Andrade El Dilo make the run-in <laughs> on the main event between CM Punk yeah. and uh, who would be the uh, whoever the John Cena villain would be. Well, we have to be have to put Cody in there somewhere, right? Because he's Cody, a Triple H comparison. CM so, Punk and Cody um, in the main event. I don't and know then Andre Aldidilla would run in, yeah. and then Chavo or Vicky would run in and yell and scream and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> but see, like that's where I think it's different, where you know the creativity, which is like what we're talking about here, with if there are reasons Punk and Daniel Bryan are going to sign with AEW, it's because of that creative element uh, to where, you know, if it was the same situation, I feel like Punk's probably, he's going to New Japan to face Okada, and then, you know, he's going yes. to... Um, wherever else, you know what I mean? Like it just, I think that's that's what we talk about, and and I think there's that a is... whole universe there. Oh yeah, you know, AEW. We 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 saw where you know the New Japan thing. You know, Nick Khan tried to slide in there and try to get that, but Tony Khan yeah. he got out from him. He got he's got the IWGP US title defenses. He's got a thing going on, so that's solidified. And it was it was kind of questionable because we know that. Kenny and the Bucks left, and people got their feelings hurt. <laughs> but then, at the end of the day, once things settled down, New Japan realized, yeah, these guys we gotta go with. Yeah, right. They, they we gotta go with these guys. That's the best way to go. And now they got the partnership with Ring of, Ring of Honor, and that's worked out good for the Strong Show with Brody King and yep. Chris Dickinson. So there's a whole universe with them, and you know, you got. Yeah, I mean, ROH with them and Impact's there, AEW, NWA's time. That's a whole universe there. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's not, like nothing we've seen before. It's not. And not, I think... in this, not in this era. Because in this era, we're, we're used to everybody going by themselves and, you know, screw everybody else. But with uh, all these promotions kind of working together, it's like, it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it's nuts. And I think that's. Like right, that's one of the the biggest elements because let's just let's just go ahead and we'll we'll throw this in here too while we're at it. Yeah, it's like if if CM Punk decided he's going to come back to WWE and you're like where 
what are what are the what's the canvas that I have to work with? Well, let's see. You could go down to NXT and face the previously undefeated champion who lost on Raw in under two minutes to a guy that had been losing to everyone. Um, or well, that's what Samoa Joe decided. <laughs> well, exactly. Right? <laughs> and you got like you feel bad for Joe too, right? Because like he comes yeah, back he and he's got this oh, big that and poor, it, that poor bastard. I don't know. I'm telling you, Steve, I think... Well, you know, yeah, he's probably not that poor. He's probably making some good money. Conspiracy yeah. theorists we talk about, I mean, in ultimate poli- politics and politicians, like, I think there's something, like, <laughs> I feel like they just did this to be like, you know what, you're going to sign some mojo back? Like, let me let me just show you this real quick. We're going to we're gonna take care of the champ in under two minutes, and that's it. That's right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I can see that. Like, I, I could see it. it. Uh, but That's Dewey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, WWE has done some good things recently. We don't want it to complete like Big E. He wins the Money in the Bank. Great. Uh, but I hate that. I hate the Money in the Bank. Well, I know. I it's, hate it. It's... I hate it. It's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> well, I know. Steve, you're gonna you're... tell me Nikki Cross? Oh, <laughs> That's where I was about that to go. Bullshit to. too. Come on. Now. <laughs> I, that was bullshit too. I knew what you thought of that. I didn't even have to ask you. It's um, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I hated was, like. Charlotte and Rhea had such a great match. Like in that, we, like we said going yeah. into it, there was no reason for that. Just a terrible storyline. There was no reason for them to have. You know a- what? I mean, it's one of those things. Where the whole thing with Charlotte and Rhea. If you ignored, if you didn't watch Raw, yeah. As long as you don't watch Raw and see the bullshit storyline that they're trying to work through is complete nonsense. <laughs> if you just watch the matches on pay per view, it's good. Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> Right, it's good shit because they're good. They're good wrestlers. They have good matches. Duh. Yeah. But you know, as long as ignore, as long as ignore all that bullshit, then yeah, we're good. (laughs) But then we got you know, and then they come back the the next night. Let's have a rematch because I don't know why I don't know why they did a rematch, but you know, (laughs) they had the rematch. They have Nikki Cross cash in. Oh god. Yeah. And I I don't mean to be dismissive, Nikki, ash. Fine, whatever. I mean, she got a gimmick. She got. A, I guess she got over somebody. I don't know. Yeah. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. I apologize to all of y'all who like Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash, and all that stuff, and thought that was a good piece of business. But uh, I'm by it. I'm sorry. Happy. I'm happy for her. I just. I'm not happy for what they're probably going to do with it. Um. I'll say oh, that. I just. Oh I, yeah. I don't have confidence. Me. Um. That's that's the issue, but I mean, and they, like we but said, I guess Rhea's gonna be a, uh, I guess Rhea's babyface now. <laughs> Good lord, I, I I had no idea how uh, to try to classify Rhea as much as I I am a big Rhea Ripley fan, but I have no idea what her character is. I have no idea if she's a babyface or I have no idea what's going on there. I, I don't know. I think you said no it. idea. If you just let Rhea Ripley wrestle. And don't do anything else with her. She would be a hundred times more over than. And I don't mean like over. I mean like she would. Feel or at like least have a, a better, direction. Yeah, she yeah, would be in a better position. Some kind of a direction. Yeah. Some um, kind of a direction. They have no direction for her. They keep shooting her in fifteen thousand different ways. Well, speaking of fifteen thousand, they, they don't know what they're doing. With her. They, <laughs> they shoot her in fifteen thousand different ways. They don't know what they're doing. If they shoot her in one way, then yeah. If they give her a direction, a direction, <laughs> you know. And set her on that direction, it would work. But no, they shoot in ten thousand different ways, and it—it's—I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Well, 
I'll blame myself for sending us in 15,000 directions. Um, I knew when I, I just couldn't hold off the carrying cross thing anymore, and that led us down a, a rabbit hole. Well, but... I mean, I, I'm I'm happy we're talking about Rhea Ripley. I'm about talking about carrying cross because, uh... as far as carrying cross goes, <laughs> I mean, and carrying cross is one of those that's a hot topic too because you know he's been the dominant NXT champion for a while now. And they send him the raw, and he jobs to Jeff Hardy in under two minutes. Oh. And Jeff Hardy's been jobbing the freaking Jinder Mahal uh, <laughs> sidekicks. Like, what are we doing here? What is this? Uh, well, uh, and you know, Jeff Hardy. I, you know, I can hand Jeff Hardy because he deserves better than jobbing the Jinder Mahal sidekicks, right? Yeah. Just watch Definitely the pay per views. There you go. That's the problem solved. Like, just watch the pay per views. Definitely does. I mean, Jeff should not be jobbing on main event two German Hall sidekicks, but that's what we're doing here in 2021 because I guess we're mad at Jeff because Matt went to AEW. Is that, what's, is that what that is? I mean, I don't know what's going on. At least he got We're his... mad at people, and then we're not mad people. Like, oh my god. I don't know. Uh, can um, we decide who we're mad at? Well, they're, they're probably going to be mad at Daniel Bryan if he does, in fact, uh, wind up signing with AEW. Yeah. That'd be my guess. He will be removed from everything, and he will not be discussed on TV uh, at all. So, um, yeah, that's fine. they don't need they that's probably better for him. <laughs> well, and that's where we talk about like we mentioned the New Japan, all this like this tie in. I feel like this is and the creative stuff, as we said, for Daniel Bryan, like where else do you go in WWE now? You were pinned, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but like at WrestleMania, we've talked about like Roman booked as dominant as you could be. I mean, just dominated right. both of them at the same yeah. time in, at the at WrestleMania in the main event. So it's like and Daniel you... Bryan said when he, he had the 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 interview where he showed up and he was he said he was just so detached from everything there. Yeah, I mean, he, he you know he didn't care. Well, he didn't like, care. What does yeah, he do? Anyway. Does he go to Raw and just <laughs> like think about that? He gets banished yeah. from SmackDown, but like your alternative is what to go to Raw? Like oh god. Oh um, yeah. There you go. And then you or go to NXT and oh well, I mean we said we we know how much they care about NXT there. Yeah. Or, or you could sign with A&W and have a, probably 50 matches that you've never had before. Um, just an A&W. Like, then you got New Japan. You've got G1. Like, you've got all this other stuff. I just think that it's – and, again, this is – we're saying all this. Like, all this is reportedly. But as we said from the start, <laughs> we're not hearing anything to deny it. And sometimes that tells yeah, you what you need to know. It. So um, I think the Daniel Bryan situation is so fascinating because this is a guy where we talk about the differences with Punk. Punk's been off for seven and a half years. Daniel Bryan has been, you know, he had his, like, he was on, off, like, we know, there were injuries and all this stuff, and he came back. Yeah. But, like, when he came back, he still. He was on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I think. Still the one of the best workers in the game. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where, like, I look at it and I'm like, okay, this just makes too much sense for him. If you're going to make this move, yeah. it just makes too much sense, I think, to go to AEW. And we, uh, you know, I mean, there's the whole thing. I, I guess there's the whole thing on Total Bellas where we found out that Daniel Bryan signed with uh, WWE because Brie asked him to. Yeah. Brie wanted him to do it. Yeah. But now they have a baby and Brie doesn't want to be on TV so much. You know, Brie wants to try to raise that kid properly uh, <laughs> off of television. So there you go. Now is the opportunity for Daniel Bryan to go off and try to achieve his wrestling dreams, right? You think uh, you think Zelina Vega told uh, Malachi Black to sign with AEW? Uh, oh, good God! Knowing oh, that what's God. happening to her since she recently how's, how's Zelina's? Uh, how's that going? How's oh. her? Okay, she yeah, she got jobbed out in two minutes her first match. 
<laughs> to Liv Morgan. She got hypnotized in the main event on Friday with her. Well, she lost to Tony Storm, didn't she? Was that Tony Storm? Was that her debut, or was that someone? Oh, her big debut. Yeah, Johnson. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Tony Storm it- fan. We talked about this. Um, I think that. Oh, and then Zelina, like I said, the uh, she got the Alexa Bliss treatment in the ladder match where she got. Uh, oh God. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. That that whole oh. match was terrible, actually. Oh man. I'm sorry. I you know I'm sure some people really liked it, but it was, no, it but was that's kind a, of... that is a crazy situation to think that Zelina came back and like look at what has happened to her. Like she is oh, just my. Been completely... yeah they 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 made her unimportant right right away. Like within a month. Um, yeah, and they'll try. And I'm sure Zelina will try to talk her way out of it, but no, no, you're 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 nothing. You just said it. She's getting paid, so that's hey, good for her. Um, <laughs> I think Zelina. Yeah, I think Zelina put the feelers out there for a wrestler union or whatever, whatever she's trying. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't know she's trying. I don't know. Well, I feel like like in hindsight, there was, there was nothing there. In it's hindsight, no one did it. Andrade like the move, and I feel like it's like couldn't we have just made a way for her to just get to AEW and work with Andrade again? Because that was a good pairing, like that that worked. So <laughs> I do think I do think Chavo is better for Chavo. him than Vicky. Chavo, Chavo returning in twenty twenty one. AEW's just they they got a list. I'm telling you, Tony Khan. You know Chavo. A... You know Ch- I have a soft. Uh, I have a soft spot for Chavito. Yeah. He uh, he trained the Glow Girls, the 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 Netflix Glow Girls. Let's yeah. get that straight. And he, you know, he's worked on Young Rock too. I think. Yeah, you can get people working. So I think he's he's a good guy for them to have. Yeah. Oh, Kerwin White back in the fold. Twenty twenty. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, you think we'll see that at some is, point on our Chavez retro a, review? He's a good worker. Yeah. Chavez is a good wrestler. Good yeah. worker. Did not have the charisma, you know, of, of Eddie. We all know that. But the guy can work. Yeah. He can teach guys. He can teach people how to work. So he's a good guy to have. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And um, so that's a different dynamic. But I mean, the the Brian thing too. Here's here's what I wonder. Like we're we just we're talking about Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Like if you 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 can't bring them in at the same time, can you? No. no because you then I think you out. you dilute one or the other. Yes, I, like, I mean the All Out and the uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. That yeah. seems like a proper. Yeah. proper proper the, spacing out Arthur, i think the arthur ash one is like is that like september that's like three weeks later right? something like that yeah so yeah. that that makes sense um gosh it's just like I, i'm just fascinated by like, okay let's say we're looking ahead to september we know the aw roster right now and we see all that's there but it's you look ahead to september you're like okay you're gonna add cm punk daniel bryan yeah my goodness like it's like <laughs> I mean, we laughed about this I mean, last time. Let's be, and I've said this before. There are some people on that roster who will not have their contracts extended. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Tony Khan—they're not going to fire people because they know that WWE got a lot of heat for firing people during the pandemic. Yeah. And it was—it wasn't a pretty picture. So they're just going to let people's contract expire, like they—they they did with uh, Awesome Kong, with Shauna, with. Uh, number of different people that just let these yeah. contracts expire and i don't know if people's contracts i don't know where the dates are so we'll see some people's contracts magically expire yeah yeah, and, yeah. you just can't manage it all and like you said especially now you know you're not doing the two and a half hour dark and dark elevation and... yeah so there are a lot of people will disappear yeah so except except hopefully el fuego del sol he needs to be a <laughs> fuego that guy. Wago well, needs to be around. 
Fuego is, has been an Sign AEW Fuego. dark star. Uh, Sammy Guevara's vlog. Sign like, Fuego. Fuego is oh, everywhere. He's um, a man. Maybe that's the dream match. CM Punk and Fuego del Sol. Yes! So... Maybe that's what he's coming back for. Maybe that's the one that's really sold him on it. SP um, Punk's Big Davey. That'll be his big first match back in Fuego de Sol. <laughs> Speaking of dream matches, do you do you think we're going to get Sting and Orange Cassidy? Do you think that's ever going to happen? I feel like oh, they sort of teased I, it a little bit, but oh, I think I think I was I think that what we saw was what we got there. But man, that was good. I can't say I'd be shocked if they do Sting and Orange Cassidy at some point. I feel like Tony Khan has a list. I was talking to a friend about this, and I wondered like. Uh, Either Sting completely rolled his eyes when he heard this pitched with Orange Cassidy, <laughs> or he was wondering, like, well, fuck, why didn't they do this a few years ago when I was getting my ass buckle bombed by Seth Rollins? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that have been a lot... Why was Seth Rollins buckle bombing Sting? Like, well, what are we doing here? I don't know. Do WWE you... is supposed to run a tight ship. They're supposed to be safer. And they're out here buckle-bobbing guys, senior citizens. Like, what were you doing? I Making them crippled. Like, what, are you, what, what the hell? You know, what's the what's the direction for staying it all out? Do we, is there anything right now, we think? Because if not, <laughs> I, I am serious when I think I that I know. Like, Tony Khan, we have seen this. I think he's going to do Sting and Orange Cassidy. He may even do it all out. I don't know. I'm not even Maybe. joking. Maybe. Like... I would love to see it. And I, I mean... <laughs> that first list is pretty great too. So, Orange Cassidy took care of the blade. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I so we'll see. I mean, maybe possibly Orange Cassidy versus Sting. I, I would uh, like to see it. I feel like that's like what was it? Orange Cassidy and Minoru Suzuki is still out there. Like that hasn't happened yet. Like, the slow being in the chest is freaking fantastic. <laughs> that is great. Oh boy. Well, I look. Daniel Bryan's got a couple more opponents there. Punk, like they could. CM Punk versus Sting. What do you think about it like that? Just, oh, that's a uh, Punk versus Sting, Brian versus Sting, Brian versus Cassidy. That absolutely has you. We gotta see Brian versus Cassidy. That has to happen. I'm trying to think of the best opponents for both. Like right off the bat, I mean, I think it's like the Omega thing. I depend. Like, I think that factors into. A I lot do of think it. Punk versus Page. That that yeah. has a lot of strength. That, that has to happen. I think like. Really, you could pick anyone, right? Like we, we could pick. There's a lot of people we could um, probably pick and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, throw Ricky Starks in there with one of them. Throw Ricky Starks. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Th- there's just Brian so many guys with the Ricky Starks. Yeah. Like I feel like CM Punk, Malachi Black. That's got to be something they go to eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a big one, I think. Uh, like we said, Omega, probably in there with one of them at some point. Um, that's my guess. I mean, I, oh, I think yeah. you, you have to do with, that. With both of them. Yeah, Omega's going to wrestle both of them. Yeah. Uh, like, here's here's the question for you, which they're not going to do it now because they're about to do this Black and Cody match, and I think Black's just going to destroy him before Cody yeah. goes. He goes and shoots so the... Cody, uh, y'all do his really show. Big show. Um, do you think, you think there's a scenario where Cody comes back, like, in a heel role? Like, this is, like, the Triple H stuff we're tying in here, but you see, like, Cody versus Punk or Cody versus Brian. Eventually. I think yeah. they do that eventually. Who else is there? I'm pulling up the AEW roster because I'm like, there's got to be some people I'm forgetting. What about Christian Cage? What do you think he's thinking right now? Like, <laughs> I have Christian nothing against Cage Christian. Is lost but... in the shuffle is what he is. Oh, I just thought like Miro. Oh, that's an obvious one, right? Like, oh, Miro could face better than me. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Christian Cage lost in the shuffle, but yeah, Miro could face better than me. I mean, I guess if you wanted to elevate Andrade, you could do that too with both oh, sure. of them. Um, sure. Has, I don't think Brian and Andrade, have they... 
I uh, maybe they did actually. I was thinking about too. I don't know if they did or not. Um, you know, a lot of sma- you know a lot of those matches kind of flow together. <laughs> well, one thing we do know is uh, I don't think it's going to be Jericho because Jericho has his own match coming up, Steve. Um, Jericho's like last segue. Yeah. He's, he's got a big match coming up against uh, someone we never <laughs> thought we'd see. Yeah, <laughs> Nick fucking Gage. We the say, former we say that on GCW this champion, era. right? Can I say Nick fucking Gage here? You, you can say that. You can say we that. can't say Nick freaking it. We can say Nick fucking Gage. Yeah. Oh my god. Like Are you that. kidding me? That's um... it's crazy. The Nick fucking Gage <laughs> is getting some run on national TV now. Oh, it's you know yeah. how much I, you know how crazy I went when I when for you know after during that promo for MJF when he announced he's gonna face Nick Gage. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. MDK all day, motherfucker. That's right. That's creative, though. Like, I love that. Like, this is what we... Like, those are the kind of things you set up with this Labors of Jericho thing where you know... I think, you know... There's some crazy shit going on, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, if they're going to bring in Gage, who the hell else are they going to... Like... Who else they got? You know, it's... it's This man robbed a bank without a mask. (laughs) Even though he wore a bandana his whole life, he did not wear the bandana when he robbed the bank. MJF, can I just say this? MJF is just... I don't even know what we've done to deserve this guy, but to still think that he is the age that he is. Chef's kiss. Just Chef's an kiss. absolute yes. master on the mic. <laughs> By the way, I just forgot. Eddie Kingston is one too. Like Punk and Kingston, Brian and Kingston. Oh my gosh. We um, got, yeah, those guys have to go back and forth. But MJF, as I've said before, is this generation's Roddy Piper. Oh, he is something. Uh, he is. He is the rightful heir to the hot rod, the Roddy Scout. The Roddy Scott, rather. That is MJF right now. Incredible. Jesus Christ. He doesn't have to wrestle. He gets heat. No, he does. I just, yeah. like He has I, to wrestle eventually. After he go, after Jericho goes through the five labors. And Nick fucking Gage. My God, this guy. <laughs> We've talked about him before. I know. he's He's been through a thing. He robbed the bank. He's done a lot of stuff. He's a crazy, psychopathic... Uh, Deathmatch wrestler. Oh, my. You know. And I know a lot of people out there, a lot of the fans out there shilling deathmatches and like, oh, my God, I'm so above watching deathmatch wrestling. But you watch Raw. Come on now. (laughs) If you watch Raw, are you really above deathmatch wrestling? Come on now. (laughs) Do you think you're going to see the emotion you saw after Matt Cardona won the GCW uh, heavyweight title (laughs) after any match? Um, anywhere else, probably not. Matt Cardona, so. the, kid, the new king of the death matches. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's fantastic. Oh, wrestling is just so weird, right? GCW. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, whoever books that show, uh, Brett Lauderdale. Yeah, they need to be booking NXT because Triple H has been outsmarted every halfway here <laughs> because his champion got jobbed out of Jeff Hardy. <laughs> you should have Matt Cardona come in and win the NXT title, and then, like right. you know, you're you don't have right. to worry about that. So yeah. um, that's Triple H's return. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I'm looking down the AEW roster here, and I'm just like I'm salivating because there are multiple. Like, think about the entire Death Triangle with Punk and Brian. Like, right? Any of those three. Like any oh. of them, it doesn't even matter which one you pick. Any of those. No, three. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Guevara. There's another one. Like he's him versus either one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, it's just like Wardlow. Wardlow can work with anyone. We said before, like put Wardlow in there with any of them. Oh, put Jungle Boy in there with. Yeah. Them. Oh yes. yeah, Jungle Boy. I forgot about him. But Steve, there's Darby one hanging Allen? out there. Yeah, Darby, Darby Allen. There's one. Bumps? Oh, oh God. How about yeah. this one? He he said he wants to have another match. The rematch. 
Daniel Bryan, Mark Henry. Yes! <laughs> I would definitely do that. And then uh, there's that'd Moxley, be, right? That'd be a great, that'd be great retirement match for Mark Henry, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, wait a minute. We're saving the Mark Henry one for whenever John Cena joins AEW so we can have the bring back the, the salmon suit. Oh, and, man, um, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, Got a lot left in the tank. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest promo segments of that era. Pretty era. <laughs> Yeah. I, I love the Chavo is now I'm looking at the AW roster. He is officially on the AW roster. So, um, well, Chavo's he's just an advisor for Andrade. Yeah. Well, he's, he's on the roster and, uh, I guess you could do, I guess you could do Brian and punk against the young bucks at some point too. Uh, if you yeah. want So man, there's just, well, we don't know if they get along. Well, that could be an Irish. Nah, we know knows? if they're on the same page. We don't know. Well, and I feel like that's, you know, that is something. You mentioned it with the Colt Cabana thing earlier. That's a different scenario just based on There the, you go. Is but, Colt that'd be an easy, an easy match with Punk and Colt. Yeah. If yeah. they're if they're actually not, you know, <laughs> if they can work together. Yeah. I, Which I think, I think Colt's an easygoing guy, so. There is just, my goodness, there are so many ways they can go with this, uh, with these two. It's going to be good. It's fascinating. Yeah, it is. I think you just look at it and, and here's the question I've been I've been waiting now, Steve, forty minutes to pose to you because I, I have been thinking about this and probably a, a year ago I would have thought, Why have I why am I spending my time wasting my time on this? But now I am legitimately at, want to ask this question. Do you think if Punk and Brian join AEW, there is a scenario where we start to see dynamite within the next six months? beat raw in the ratings and i guess it's kind of close in the demo ran well they've right? beaten them in the demo a couple times i think now the demo yes. right but viewership they're still i'd say they're still what it's not half but it's i don't know like maybe AEW's most recent rating i think was like what was it 1.1 viewer 1.1 million viewers raw yeah. i think got like one point was it 1.8 for the post money in the bank one. So like that's, that's a gap, but it's not, you know, it's not that big a gap, but again, remember we're talking about before punk and Bryant with AEW at 1.1 million. So yeah. after them, that's where I think is going to be so intriguing to you see. You know, it's, it's tough to say. And I yeah. will say that, you know, a lot of people have talked to me about this and they wonder how many new people can punk and Brian draw in. And I will say from my personal experience, uh, from back in the day, as an eight-year-old wrestling fan, <laughs> we're going to go way back in time machine here, folks, so bear with me. Um, when I started paying attention to WCW, because I knew that, uh, you know, my, my local channel 64 had superstars and wrestling challenge on 10, 11 o'clock. I watched that for two hours. And usually 12 o'clock, WCW uh, Worldwide came on. And by that time, it's like, that's enough wrestling. And, you know, WCW, their television at that point, it wasn't quite as good as those ifs. But there was one point where I saw Jake the Snake Roberts come on to <laughs> WCW television. And I was like, wait a minute. Jake the Snake Roberts is on WCW? Wait, I got to see this. Like, what yeah. the hell is going on here? Like, oh. what? Hold on. <laughs> and I was, I was eight years old, and Jake the Snake was one of my favorite wrestlers. 
And, you know, he pa- he tapped out WrestleMania 8. And I hadn't seen him for a while. He came out and they say, like, what the hell? What's going on here? Yeah. Well, I got to watch this show. And you know what? Maybe they're, I know that he appeals to kids. And maybe they're kids watching wrestling. I don't know. Because I don't think they read my columns. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'm i just saying that maybe some people out there are looking and like, hold on. Daniel Bryan's on Daniel Bryan, Brian Nelson's on AW this show, or CM Punk's on this show. Hold on, what's going on here? I need to see this because that's why I was with they said back next night too. Is all I'm saying. So let let's do a quick comparison here. All right, so on now the Jake the Snake comparison then great because Jake Snake's WCW run was kind of shit. Yeah, that's true. That didn't go too well because Jake the Snake got a great payday from Kalen Fry. Yeah. But then once Bill Watts got control, Bill Watts had a different idea of what Jay the Snake should be making. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, my God, get the... uh, well, this guy. Fuck. <laughs> maybe maybe Jake's responsible for AW's bump and rating suit. So um, yeah, we love Jake the Snake here. We do. Uh, all right. So here's here's a comparison for you. So the raw on July, I think it was the sixth, maybe. So this was still during the Thunderdome. So keep that in mind. Yeah. It drew, I think, its lowest viewership in history, which was 1. 1.472 <laughs> million viewers. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you compare that to the post Money in the Bank, I said 1.8 a minute ago. It's 1.9. So okay. they do 1.9 for the most recent edition after Money in the Bank. AEW for Fighter Fest Night 2 does mm-hmm. 1.148 million. So. And again, well, if you ask Jim Cornette, that's not a big big number, <laughs> right? Jim Cornette thinks that there should be like ten million people watching wrestling every week. Apparently, well, um, and like to think about this edition of the Fighter Fest Night Two, like it had a lot of big stuff promoted, but it's it nothing would match a Brian a Punk no. buzz, right? Yeah, and I so let's just like, there was nothing on that show that matched that now. And and we've said this before, but it's like for us, like what do ratings matter? Like they don't. Like we're just it's it's a fun thing to look at, but it's like we're not running the business here. They're not a huge deal. These these you know companies have contracts and all this stuff, and and with the networks and all this other thing, they don't really have to worry about that much right now. But I think it's it's fun to compare the two because that is what we look at. Like WWE has always been the flagship, you know, beyond past the, losing the eighty three weeks of the Monday Night War. Like they have been it. And yet, you know, SmackDown's numbers, AEW's not topping SmackDown's numbers, I don't think. With Punk no, I mean, Brian. they better uh, not. No. <laughs> if they are Fox, there's some issues. They yeah. need to look. Well, yeah. that's the luxury, too, of having Fox as a partner, uh, at least for now. Uh, oh, but... Yeah, at least for now, because, <laughs> you know, Peacock thing, who the hell is it going uh, there? Yeah. yeah, so I'm just I'm curious by it. I really do, because I, I wonder... Fans coming back is obviously giving, and, and you know, having Cena back, Goldberg's back, like John Cena's. I mean, John Cena's, but I don't know about Goldberg. Right. John Cena's. Well, I love. I like John Cena. Yeah. His, so his contribution is pretty good. Know, so having Cena back is is going to be significant, I think, on this road yeah. to SummerSlam. But I do think it's an interesting question. Let's say WWE gets back in that lull after Cena goes, you know, away again after SummerSlam. Yeah. They get back into that, you know, sort of lull, even with fans. They got to wait till Rocket Survivor Series. Right. Yes. How about that? There's a lull there. Yeah. What do you, I mean, 
it's not that can't be that surprising, right? Like I think we all knew in the back of our mind if they could make it happen, it was gonna be Reigns and Rocket WrestleMania next year. And I feel like that's the direction they're probably going. They 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 better make it. Yeah. They better make it. Now's yeah. the time because yeah. you can't drag that out another year. Like I think you yeah. gotta do that now. Um, yeah, do a bloodline blow up, yeah. Yeah. So I mean I think that's the only way to do it, but uh, that's the only way you can that's the only main event for WrestleMania at this point I can think of. Here's a question for you. In that scenario, we know Reigns is beating Reigns is he's winning. Reigns is winning. They're down. But now. here's what I think Rock's you do. Could, could put him over, yeah. I think you do that. You have Reigns win. Maybe you get some shenanigans after the match. Rock hits a rock bottom. You end WrestleMania with Big E cashing in or something. I don't know. Like I guess. Oh. I mean, that would be the biggest moment to do it, right? If you're gonna. But I, now the only thing I don't like about that is what you said earlier. They have a baby face with a briefcase, and I I don't like. I hate the baby face with briefcase. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it just makes them look like a fluke, and I don't think you want to do that with Biggie and Reigns. I've like heard people mention that, yeah. but I, as much as I would be say, okay, that's the biggest moment for Biggie on the biggest stage. I just don't think you can do it with a baby. You can't. Face. You know, I mean, you have to let that moment stand for what it is. If it is Roman Reigns beating The Rock, yeah. And Biggie cashing in would make Biggie look like he's it. I I think the internet would pop like, right. oh my god, a Biggie <laughs> cash in, oh my god, yeah, they make him look a piece of shit. I short, think short term works, long term not a good idea. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's probably the best way to put it. Well, that's gonna be fascinating. I don't. No, no. Let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> god damn. Uh, oh. Well, I just I don't know. Uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll hold Tell that. Tell Biggie. Let Biggie know. Yeah. He'll know, if Biggie knows, he'll he'll make it sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. See, that's where I think like initially. Biggie is a smart guy. He knows. Just just have Biggie win the Rumble, and then, you know. Yeah, Biggie. Yeah, Biggie. Biggie. Biggie is a smart guy. He knows what will work for him, what doesn't work for him. Yeah, he'll he'll take care of himself. Yeah. I, well, we'll see what happens with that. That's uh, months away, but as we said, there are more things. Uh, Honestly, Biggie should go after Lashley because he. Well, here's the point where it's like I don't know who beats Reigns. <laughs> if it's not Biggie, who beats Reigns? Like I just don't know. The Rock. Well, <laughs> again, right? Like there is no one else, even in the stratosphere of Roman Reigns. At the end. And I, I, listen, I don't even think Biggie's there in terms of just the character yet. But no, Biggie is not there, honestly. But and you, can, you know, honestly, Biggie should cash in on Lashley. On Lashley makes more sense. Yeah, I just, that makes more sense. For see if they do guys. that, then I'm like, who's gonna who's gonna beat Reigns? Is anyone ever gonna be like? Is Reigns gonna just be? I don't know. I just he's gonna lose somebody. It doesn't matter. We don't care. Well, we'll see. I don't know who he's gonna lose to, but. I think it should be Big E. I just don't know how it's going to happen. So, uh, please not in a cash-in. I just don't like it. Unless it's just a, what was it, Rob Van Dam? Was he the one that cashed in? It was just like, all right, I want an actual match or yeah. uh, whoever it was. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, there you go. There's some thoughts on the just craziness in the world of wrestling right now. Uh, lots of hypotheticals <laughs> because nothing is set in stone. Uh, so, we will uh, await to see the buzz there with how this turns out with Punk and Brian potentially to AEW. What happens uh, WWE wise with The Rock maybe coming back to SummerSlam? All this good stuff. So we will see, Steve. But for now, uh, you kind of tease it a little bit earlier talking about Jake making the jump. Uh, speaking of yeah. jumps, uh, you have got a column on uh, many who have jumped ship before in wrestling, as we could be seeing Punk and Brian do. And I thought that was a pretty fun list to go back through because there's been a lot of them when you look back that were pretty significant. 
It's it's one of my favorite things as a wrestling fan back in the day, where we could we a lot of these wrestlers jump ship, you know, they didn't stay in the same wrestling promotion forever. Yeah. You know, WWE kept people in the same wrestling promotion forever, but not now. No. And not back in the day. Oh, <laughs> man, it's good stuff. Yeah. So we got seven promotion jumps, a lot of good stuff there, the botch columns. A lot of good things going on. Some good times. Yep. Check it all out, 411mania.com. Uh, you can check out all of our columns over there. Uh, and, of course, all the news. Now, every- did you, Blake, did you think I forgot something in that column? What did you forget? Did I? I'm asking you. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, I did notice the one I looked at the comments, which, as we know, that's uh, yeah. sometimes not a not a good thing to do. But, yeah, I, I'm uh, asking you. What if, yeah. I I know a lot of people mentioned the radicals was one. Um, <sighs> that's a tough one. But but I, but listen, here's it's your top that's seven, tough. right? But I don't know. There's that, a lot of jumps. That's see, I was gonna say I don't think lot. I'm. There's a lot. I know it changed things, but to me, WCW was already like. It just like they're cooked at that point. I didn't care about them anyway. So that's kind of what that's kind of what I thought too. Like you have Luger. Like I'm not gonna spoil it all, but like you have Lex Luger at number six. That's a huge one. And like I don't think that compares to the Radicals. I think that's significantly different. Um, Luger is a lot bigger than Radicals. So because Luger's for the first episode of Money Nitro. Yeah. When you're watching that show, you see Lex like what the fuck. (laughs) And even though Luger wasn't that big a deal in WWF at that point. He yeah. was getting phased out. And you hear rumor in the UNDO say, oh, we're going to phase him back in. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> He's getting phased out. So he got a heat jump ship, and we don't blame for it. He shows up on that, uh, like, oh my, and nobody expected it. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, so gonna, what the? F- we got to watch that show. Yeah. Right? I think. Hey, he went to the right place for him because Lex Luger and Dave Savior worked a lot better than Lex Luger did they? Yeah. 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 I saw someone else mention the Rick Rubin. Like, that's a fun one. It's not a, like, it's not, it wasn't significant. <laughs> it was Rube, not, yeah. But it, but it was like, that's a if fun Rick one. If Rick wrestled, it would have been a much right. bigger deal. Yeah. I it mean, was a fun one. Him, him appearing on fun. both shows, definitely a fun one. Uh, I mean, that's why I mentioned this, because like, he yeah. would just from Raw Nitro. It was, it was fun. <laughs> I'm trying to think. He didn't wrestle, like, so it didn't matter as much. I'm trying to think of other ones that, like, if there's anything else that I would have thought. Like, someone else mentioned the comments, the Taz one. That's not a big one either, but, like, in terms of oh, moments. Oh, yeah. Well, the Taz one showed been a big one, but they fucked that up. I was going to say, that's that's <laughs> one where it's, like, you can't really look back at it that Because Taz got fucked up pretty uh, soon after. Yeah. Oh, and then, I, by the way, and then I saw that someone in the, in the, in the comments started a countdown of the worst, uh, you know, moments for wrestlers jumping ship. And, Taz. Uh, and people, people were bringing up, like, Brett to WCW. That There's another yeah. mess there. I mentioned uh, that, yeah, Brett Dyson was the worst, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So that poor bastard. Oh man. Uh, well, no, it's it's a fun read, nonetheless. As you said, there's there's a lot of ones, and I think the number one one is like one of those where people you think about it, but then like once you actually remember, like, oh yeah, obviously that's the biggest one. Um, yeah. So. I mean, you gotta go back, and when when Hulk Hogan yeah. jumped from, I'll go and spoil it. Whatever. No, when Hulk Hogan jumped from AWAWF, yeah, that was it. Yeah. It's, Once Vince found his ultimate superhero to carry the, the national expansion is Hulk Hogan. That is the right choice at the right time. And bam, done. Oh, the territory days, man. I, I wish, well, I guess, listen, we're almost like, I feel like we're sort of back in it sometimes with the uh, the AEW stuff. But it's, I uh, wish the Ric Flair thing went better. 
Yeah, I wish true. it went as well as Ric Flair thought it went. Yeah. Ric Flair thought it was the best years of his career. I don't think it was. I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, no. He thinks it was pretty great. I got, uh, yeah, probably based on who's paying him at the time. I don't know. But, yeah. yeah, well, if you want to go back and watch some of that stuff, uh, I, I'm at least happy now that Peacock has like added in. They've added in like all a lot of the wrestling challenge, like, uh, superstars, prime times on there now. Those are always fun sometimes to go back and just yeah. randomly watch. Um, so I'll give them props for that. There's all that on there. So they're getting on there eventually. Yeah, it's 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 getting there. So uh, the the interface is still the worst I've ever used on any streaming platform. It's awful. <laughs> at least they're getting I'm the sorry. content. It's, so it's bad. It is bad. Uh, well, check that out. Like, James, what's your wife doing? Oh, that's coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, top seven wrestlers jumping ship. Uh, check it out. 41mania.com. Everything else is there and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, any podcast you, app you use, you can find it there. And as always, uh, we've got the uh, link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family in the show notes. So continue to share and contribute uh, if you can on that. And uh, we have kind of, Steve, we've made the, uh, the Backlash 2002 episode. I know we've pushed that back several weeks now. That's like the, the Bret Hart, Tom McGee match uh, where it's like the, the hidden gem. <laughs> We're where... going to keep pushing things back with uh, <laughs> with Bret Hart, Tom McGee with the Backlash 2002. Well, and then the, there's the Judgment Day 2002. Uh, yeah. That's coming. That's we, coming. We still it's got those coming. By the way, we've already it's recorded. public. <laughs> just like the, the, we've already recorded the Backlash. And we just haven't put it up yet uh, because there's just been so much going on with the, you know, the craziness after Money in the Bank. And now we've got this stuff with Punk and Brian. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure the Backlash one's going to go up this week. So just if you've been waiting on that, which I know all two of you have. Um, yeah. But still, it's going to be fantastic because we talk about a lot on that Backlash show uh, coming off of the, uh, the one we did on the WWE draft. Then we'll have Judgment Day. And then we'll probably mix it up a little bit with some SummerSlam uh, watches. SummerSlam. Uh, Steve, I know, has recommended we SummerSlam. We want to do SummerSlam 1995 <laughs> with Diesel and King Mabel. We got, we got to do that. Oh, God. We got to do that. Yeah. That That is on our list. Uh, so if you've yeah. been patiently waiting to hear what we think of SummerSlam 95 with Diesel, Diesel Mabel, yes. Undertaker <laughs> versus Kama in a casket match, Bear Horowitz versus Skip. Um, it's all there. Or maybe a ladder match. Yes, there's yeah. also that on there, too. Uh, we, we plan on going back and checking that out. So uh, be sure to subscribe. That way you don't miss that that we do have coming up. But uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on 411 on Wrestling Podcast.